Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. I hope you are still being free with, despite what I know, Lord, I know nothing, teach me. What we did on Sunday was to release the stress and pressure that we put on ourselves because we all still think that we're supposed to know it all, have it all, do it all. And guess what? You're not, because you're not in control. If you didn't know, I'd like to um, introduce myself. My name is Pastor Kai uh, A. Panetta, and I love the Lord, and you're not in control. Just want to just, just, just wanna introduce myself and give you a disclaimer, you are not in control. <laughs> so it makes life so much easier, you know, because really, if we think about it, many of us have been Christian addicts. We've been addicted to tradition. We've been addicted to wrong teaching. We've been addicted to um, even the things that we brought into our Christian life that don't even line up with the word. And, and, and many of us need to go into um, Christian AA and denounce, <laughs> hello, my name is Kai A. Panetta and I am not in control. My life is not my own. It does not belong to me. Uh, I, before I, I was a I was a Christian addict, but now I'm a follower of the way, which is a totally different thing. Uh, following Christ means that following, not just being a church member, but following Christ means that I am more I am obedient at every turn. That I'm not just looking for places to to sacrifice. I'm looking for every every moment, every second to be obedient. And so I just want to welcome you into 2021 and let you know you're not in control. If you thought you were in control, I don't know if you looked at, like I had not seen TV all day today. And then I was on a call with Minister Malcolm and he asked me, did you hear about the insurgent? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Then I, he says, well, your president, they, they, they got the, the National Guard. And I said, what? So if you think you're in control, <laughs> please understand. God is in control and he is not yet finished. So I'm going to ask Pastor T and Pastor Yolanda to pray us in this, to, this evening. And then we are going to get into the word. And then I'm going to tell you about how I'm going to need you to get ready and buckle up for this year and to get ready for Saturday. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Let's focus our hearts and our minds you, on being at the footstool of our heavenly father in this yeah. moment. Lord, we gather around as your children with gratitude on our lips, thanking you that despite uh, what we see, what we hear, that you have given us the ability to be like a tree planted by the water. Yeah. Our roots are deep in you, God. We thank you that we are not shaken. Mm -hmm. We thank you that we are not moved, God but we rejoice in the hope that is in you and only in you. Yeah. Tonight, we look forward to hearing your voice, God. Speak deep, Lord. Mm. Mm, speak deep, Lord. We need deep today, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. We worship you. We honor you. We glorify your name. We bless your name for you and you alone are deserving of our praise. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the woman of God and the word that you have put in her mouth, this fresh word that she didn't know. Uh, yeah, thank you, God. I look forward to you, Holy Spirit, touching 
each and every person on this call and seeing the fruit of that touch in the days ahead. Thank you for giving me the privilege and the authority to pray in your name, which yeah. I do, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. And it is so. It is so. Dear Heavenly Father, we just say thank you once again. God, we thank you, Lord, for being the Lord of our lives, the King of our lives, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord, for being our Savior, Lord, our redemption, Heavenly Father. We just give you all the praise and glory as we come together tonight thanking you and waiting to hear what you have to say to us, God. We just are so open and so hungry for you. We have to be open and hungry for you at this time, Heavenly Father. May, as Pastor Kai's already said, we have been better be able to discern heavenly father in this time heavenly father so even with all that's going on around us lord and we need to be asking what do you want us to hear what do you want us to see heavenly father so we can know how to move forward heavenly father heavenly father to touch those around us heavenly father that we just know and be and do what you would have us to do in this earth heavenly father we just want to say thank you god we thank you god that you hold us steadfast heavenly father that we are hidden that you will hide us heavenly father that you are a refuge god that we can stand strong god through it all heavenly father and heavenly father whatever we may be faced with heavenly father that we can continue to know that you have never left us or forsaken us god and we just want to give you all the praise and glory and looking forward heavenly father to every move you make heavenly father looking forward for your glory to shine in every situation god we just say thank you god and we praise you and we just lift you up god oh hallelujah god we praise you that we will see your glory in every situation God Heavenly Father we just want to say thank you for our leaders thank you for everyone on this call Heavenly Father thank you Lord that they are hungry that they continue to come and they say we will not be shaken we will stand in your name God and we bless you today we bless you today Heavenly Father in Jesus name Amen Amen it is so it is so Amen God Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, um, if you were with us on Saturday, if you were not, um, I just want to do a recap. Uh, if you were not with us on New Year's Eve service, we released the direction or the word that God uh, shared with this fellowship and where we will be going for this year. And so the word for this year uh, was is reset. Uh, hold on one second is reset. Sorry, my mom keeps calling, so we're checking on her. But the word was reset. But reset is not in the way that you would think, because most of the times when something is to be reset, it means it needs to be rebooted to do over again. But this is not the reset that, that the father is speaking. Uh, the father shared with us that in the first quarter of the year, we would be in this in a season of revival. But revival first has to start in us before it can then go out into the world. And so the, the church, the global church, the ecclesia, which you are part of. Um, first, let me, I'm sorry, let me back up. We want to welcome all of the KHOW who are uh, now joining us on this Zoom from the DMV area, from the Virginia, Maryland area. We want to welcome y'all. Y'all are family. You are a part of us. We are a we, not a you, them, but it is us. And so um, what we teach at KHOW is that we are uh, the ecclesia. We are the body of believers. The ecclesia are the called out ones, the congregation of God. And so we stand on this, that we do, that church is not a location. It is a vocation. It is your job to be the church, not to go to church. And so the only thing that makes the building 
an even uh, a, a, an evil, even viable place to call church is only when the church is in it. So understand that if you are not inside those four walls, it is just a building. It is only the church when the church steps into it. And so we say this because the church has to get into a posture where we are no longer resting on personal preferences, denominational division, but that we are living biblically standard lives based on the word itself. And so if I cannot find a denomination or your denomination in the Bible, then we have to have a conversation. The only thing I can find is that when, uh, after the day of Pentecost, it says, this is how the church began. Jesus said that he was going to begin the church on Peter. Upon this rock shall I build my church. And then the, the disciples became apostles, spread out, and the church began to grow. But the church was people even then. Because what we do not see any of the apostles doing is building building brick and mortar <laughs> structures for the church to gather. It says they were they had all things in common, uh, that they placed everything they had together. And it says this, that they had three principles that they stood, stood on was prayer, study of the word, and fellowship. And those are the same principles that KHOW is founded on, prayer, study of the word, and fellowship. And if you have been in this ministry for 5.5 seconds, you know we going to pray you know we are only about the word and fellowship this is what fellowship is the connecting the being together the oneness fellowship is important and so when the pandemic happened uh what we were not going to do was forsake the assembling of ourselves because that is what the bible tells us to do you may not be able to be in a physical location but anytime the church i don't care what vehicle you're on when the church comes together, things begin to happen. And so we have seen throughout this year on a Zoom call, how the gathering of the Ecclesia has turned, uh, turned uh, 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 reports of death into reports of healing. We have seen blind eyes open. We have seen the lame walk. We have seen people set free and delivered. And we will continue to do so as long as we stay in in the face of God and at, and and in his in our ears attuned to his voice. So tonight we talked about on Saturday um, humility. We talked about a prayer that I heard all year uh, in 2020, which is found in Second Chronicles 7:14. The prayer reads this, and and here's the thing: people think that this is a prayer <laughs> when it's really God's response. And that is the thing that I'm not sure if any of y'all have really ever recognized, which is why I stated the whole kind of leading up to the story last week, that this portion of scripture is God's response to Solomon's prayer. So I want to, tonight, I want you to see this because so often in, um, in, in ministry um, and in Christianity as a whole, we have taken portions of scripture out of context, and then we have placed them before people without proper context, and then unfortunately, when it falls flat because we are misusing the word, hear me, when we misuse the word and it falls flat, we blame God, when really you should have went and studied for yourself to make sure what the man or woman of God said was true. We need to be Bereans in this hour. The Bereans were people in the Bible that anything that was taught, they then went and researched it out to make sure that what, what they were being taught was true. 
We need to do the same thing. And so for years, I can tell you when I was a little girl and I heard 2 Chronicles 7.14, I was told this was a prayer that we were to pray to God. And all of 2020, come on, let's be real. We saw many posts of people uh, uh, posting 2 Chronicles 7.14. Oh, if my people who were called by my name would humble themselves and pray. This is not a prayer from people to God. This is God's response to Solomon's prayer to him. So you need to understand, this is a response to prayer. So what we're going to do tonight is we're actually going to read what Solomon prayed so we can understand God's response. Because God's response is based upon what Solomon prayed and what Solomon asked and promised God. And many of us have prayed, asked and promised and have not kept our word, but want God to keep his. I'm gonna say that again. Many of us have prayed, asked and promised God and haven't kept our word, but want him to keep his. And so we're gonna to go tonight to 2 Chronicles chapter six, and I'm gonna read chapter six to you. So let me give you a little bit of backdrop again. Solomon is the son of King David. King David was going to build the temple for the Lord, but because of sin, God said he could not. He also promised David that there would always be a successor in his line as long as they kept after the edicts and commandments of God. Okay, he promised him this. And so his son Solomon becomes the next in line and he builds the, the temple. He builds it to specification of what God said, how to do it, what to use, what would be inside, what type of the cubits, the inches, everything. And he made it to size. And so Second Chronicles says this, now, this is after Solomon has finished building the temple. He is now before the people. And it says this, then Solomon said, and he's saying this to the, to the children of Israel, the Lord has said that he would dwell in a dark cloud. I have built a magnificent temple for you, a place for you to dwell forever. While the whole assembly of Israel was standing there, the king turned and blessed them. And then he said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his hands has fulfilled what he promised with his mouth to my father, David. For he said, since the day I brought my people out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city in any tribe of Israel to have a temple built so that my name might be there. Nor have I chosen anyone to be ruler over my people, Israel. But now I have chosen Jerusalem for my name to be there. And I've chosen David to rule my people, Israel. My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, you did well to have it in your heart to build a temple for my name. Nevertheless, you are not the one to build the temple, but your son, your own flesh and blood. He is the one who will build the temple for my name. The Lord has kept the promise he made. I've succeeded David, my father, and now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised, and I've built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. There I have placed the ark in which is the covenant of the Lord that he made with the people of Israel. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. Now he had made a bronze platform, five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high and had placed in it the center of the outer court. He stood on the platform and then knelt down before the whole assembly of Israel 
and spread out his hands toward heaven. He said, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. Says this, you who keep your covenant of love with your servants, who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promise to your servant, David, my father, with your mouth, you've promised and with your hand, you have fulfilled it as of today. Now, Lord, the God of Israel, keep your servant, David, my father, the promises you have made to him when you said, you shall never fail to have a successor to sit before me on the throne of Israel. If only your descendants are careful in all they do to walk before me, according to my law, as you have done. And now, Lord, the God of Israel, let your word that you promised your servant David come true. But will God really dwell on earth with humans? The heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. Yet, Lord, my God, give attention to your servant's prayer and his plea for mercy. Remember that. Hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence. Listen, may your eyes be open toward this temple day and night, this place of which you said you would put your name there. May you hear the prayer your servant prays toward this place. Hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear from heaven, your dwelling place. And when you hear, forgive. When anyone wrongs their neighbor and is required to take an oath and they come and swear the oath before your altar in this temple, then hear from heaven and act. Judge between servants condemning the guilty and bringing down on their heads what they have done and vindicating the innocent by treating them in accordance with your innocence, with their innocence. When your people Israel have been defeated by an enemy because they have sinned against you and when they turn back and give praise to your name, praying and making supplication for you in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people, Israel, and bring them back to the land you gave to them and their ancestors. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because your people have sinned against you, and when they pray toward this place and give praise to your name and turn their sin because you have afflicted them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people, Israel. Teach them the right way to live and send rain on the land you gave your people for an inheritance. When famine or plague comes to the land or blight or mildew, locusts, grasshoppers, or when enemies besiege them in any of their cities, whatever disaster or disease may come. And when a prayer or a plea is made by anyone among your people, Israel, being aware of their afflictions and pains and spreading out their hands toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Forgive and deal with everyone according to all they do, since you know their hearts, for you alone know the human heart, so that they will fear you and walk in obedience to you all the time they live in the land you gave their ancestors. As for the foreigner who does not belong to your people, Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when they come and pray toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Do whatever the foreigner asks of you so that all the people of the earth may know your name and fear you as do your own people, Israel. And may they know that this is the house I have built, that I built bears your name. 
when your people go to war against their enemies, wherever you send them, and when they pray to you toward the city you have chosen and the temple I've built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their plea and uphold their cause. When they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you become angry with them and give them over to the enemy who takes them captive to a land far away or near. And if they have a change of heart in the land where they are held captive and repent and plead with you in the land of their captivity and say, what we have sinned, we have done wrong and acted wickedly. And if they turn back to you with all their heart and soul in the land of their captivity where they were taken and pray toward the land you gave their ancestors, toward the city you have chosen and toward the temple I built for your name, then hear from heaven, your dwelling place. Hear their prayer and their pleas, uphold their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, my God, may your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Now arise, Lord God, and come to your resting place. You and the ark of your might, may your priests, Lord God, be clothed with salvation, May your faithful people rejoice in your goodness. Lord God, do not reject your anointed one and remember the great love promised to David, your servant. So now when you read this, it says this, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. We know that part, right? 14, it says, seek, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He says this, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, verse 15, my eyes will be opened and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I've chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. And I read all this tonight because you need to understand, if you did not understand before, the Lord literally said to me, people have thought this is a prayer to me when this is my answer to them. This was my answer to Solomon. And when I read the prayer that Solomon wrote, what is so interesting is that you and I were would have been foreigners at this time because we are not the children of Israel. And yet he built in his prayer for those who were not the children and said, even if foreigners come and pray in this place and honor you in this place, hear even them, that even before we get to Jesus, even before we get to Paul, who brings the gospel to the Gentiles, us, Solomon is already thinking about people who at that time were not in, were not a part of a chosen people. Like, I don't know if you've ever, I mean, it, it blows my mind, Pastor T that Solomon could think about y'all us before us was even in the picture. That he said, there's gonna be a time when there are gonna be people who don't even know you, but because they see you in this place, because there's gonna be evidence of you somewhere that when they make it to where you are, come on somebody, when they make it to where you are, where your presence abides and they begin to pray, seek you, hear even their prayer. Forgive even their sin. And God said, if my people who are called by my name, if they, I will, if they humble, remember we said the recipe to prayer is this, humble, pray, seek, turn. <laughs> humble, pray, seek, turn. He says, if they're doing these things, oh, I'll heal the land. He said, and that's 
how they will get my attention. He said, I'll be attentive. I, I will hear. And many of you have been trying to figure out or you feel like God is not hearing you. Let me tell you, he's attentive. The question is, what have you done? Oh, I'm Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. The Holy Spirit said, what have you done to garner my attention? See, we think it's just automatic. And God's saying, I need your obedience in this year. You, you, you're telling me you trust me, but you don't obey me. You love me, but you don't obey me. You need me, but you don't obey me. You want deliverance, you want healing, you want a way of escape, but you won't obey me. And God says, you've prayed, but you haven't been humble. You've prayed, but your prayer has only been selfish. You've prayed, Ooh. you've prayed, but you didn't seek me. You were seeking answers. You were seeking your own, your own intellect. You prayed, <laughs> but you didn't turn. So why would I heal a land when you can't even do those things? Why would I be attentive to your voice when you're not attentive to mine? And what we see globally is that we are in a world who has turned deaf to God, but wants his blessing. And we are at fault too, because as the global church, we have been looking like the world and doing like the world. And God says, it is time now for you to consecrate yourselves and resurrect yourselves as my temples. The place where I dwell, the place where I live, the place that is sacred. You are to be sacred. Many of us are taking our lives these vessels, and we are not treating them as sacred, as honorable, as valuable, as chosen. He said, my chosen people, you are his chosen people. And many of us don't even know that we're chosen. We just still trying to make it. Chosen people don't ever worry about making it. If my daddy is a king, I don't have to worry about any, any of my needs ever being met because he's the king. I don't have to worry if I have a seat at the table. It, the table belongs to me too. He's my daddy. My seat's automatic. My inheritance is automatic. My blessings are automatic. My territory is automatic. It's automatic. You're chosen. But I need us to understand that this is not a prayer. This is a response. And this is the response that all of us should desire God to give us. That when we say, I am your temple, that now this is no longer an Old Testament dispensation where you had to be housed in a, in a place. You, you sent your Holy Spirit and now you are housed inside of me. That's why I said revival has to start in me before it can ever be anywhere else. But in order for real revival to begin, we have to create a sacred space. We have to become a sacred space, a holy set apart place for God, not for the world to dump in and dump on. Hello, somebody. But a place that is separate, that is holy, 
where we don't just exchange goods for services. I'm trying to be nice. Where we are not a place where God has to come in and turn over the tables, but where Jesus comes in and says, can I just stay a while? Because this house is a house of prayer. That we are not divided in our heart, but wholly founded in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have to, re we have to resurrect altars and know that we are temples. So the thing is, you've got to go back in. You got to, we all right now this week, what I need you to do before Saturday is I need you to take inventory of your temple. Uh, have you followed the specifications of the type of temple you are to be? Because each of us is has been... God has a design, a unique design for each and every one of us. He has a unique specification. He has a, he already has a vision crafted uh, about you and the temple that you are. Some of us have, oh my God, Holy Spirit, you are serious today. Some of us have built the temple but God ain't giving us the key because he can't trust us. He said, I can't even trust you or you. And some of us, God has opened the door, but we are so afraid to go all the way into the holies of holies because we know if we surrender it all, we submit it all, we, 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 we literally release it all. Our fear is, will I still be able to do some of the things I want to do? And will I still be me? You were never, oh Lord, you were never created to be you. You were created to be his. Stop worrying about being you. You were never created to be me. You were created to be his. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, I'm giving you this right now because God is going to ask us something very big on Saturday. He, there's a requirement coming, but we've got to take self inventory. All of us, me, Pastor Alex, all of us, Father God, I know that I, we, because here's the thing we say we are the temple, the house of God, but look how, how are we treating God in us? Not the stuff that people see when I lift my hands and praise and clap and I look like the, the, the bomb Christian. No. If I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, if I am where the presence and power of God dwells, then I need to take inventory to make sure he's able to dwell, abide, live, rule, and reign the way he, he is supposed to. Because if not, he is still in a dark cloud. He said, I can, I, I, I can lead in a dark cloud. God's like, I don't need a house, but I require a house. Because <laughs> guess what? He was there when there, the earth was dark and void. He was there. Is that so? God said, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need these things. I require these things. And I'm requiring you. you, you I reconciled you back to me. I have taken out everything that blocks direct relationship. Now I need you to be my temple. Not just say you are. I need you to be the temple. So what are the specifications? God, what are you requiring of this temple? 
because all of our temples, there's going to be some, some overall uh, 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 same things, obedience. <laughs> but then there's some specifications because of what he's requiring you, assigned you, called you to do in this earth. So what are the specifications? Because they're going to be those, they're going to be foreigners, God, they're going to come to this temple. There's a people assigned to this temple. And God, I need to be a place where they see you and I can plead for them. I can pray for them and you hear. I can stand proxy for them. God, I need wisdom for them. But first I need the specifications on this temple. What have I put in that you never wanted in? What do I need to take out? What, what, what wall did I build up that was never supposed to be in there? Come on, a lot of y'all got some walls. What, 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 what places need to be dug deeper? And what things need to be widened? My capacity. So Father, I need to take inventory and I need the right schematics. I need the, 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 the dimensions. I need, every, I need the specifications for this temple. Create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. God, let me, I said, I don't know anything. So we're starting all the way over. God, I'm, I'm looking at this as if this is day one of, of salvation. And I'm going back to do the things that I didn't know to do then. If I am your temple, then show me the, 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 how to build the temple you, will, you, you desire to abide in. If I am your temple, God. Because it is from that place of being built right because here's the thing, Solomon built it right. Because he did not add to it, take away from it, deter it, change it. He built it as God required. Because he built right, he was blessed. His obedience caused God to ask him what he wanted. When God asks you what you want, because that's really where the children of God should be. We shouldn't be begging for nothing. It says this, if, if your earthly daddy know how to give good gifts, how, 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 how much more than your father in heaven? He wants to give, but we have to be in the right position. We have to be ready. He has to be able to trust us. We've got to be faithful and obedient. I told you, obedience, I, I will probably say that word 20 million times this year. And that's for all of us because it's an, it's a, it's, we got to be obedient. We got to be obedient. It's, it's, obedience this right now is going to separate the church. Hear me. Obedience is literally going to be the thing that either keeps you in or cancels you out. I'm telling you, if you don't take nothing else in 2021, obedience is going to be the thing that keeps you in or cancels you out. 
You can keep doing all these sacrifices you want to do. You can keep praying all these prayer, empty prayers. I'm telling you, obedience is the thing that is either going to keep you in or cancel you out this year. So he is asking us, he's requiring us to take inventory. Lord, what temple am I? What temple have I been? And what temple do I need to be? That's your question. Lord, what temple am I? What temple have I been? And what temple do I need to be? Are there any questions, comments, or concerns? Yes, see ya, Marcia, Marcia, I love you. Hello, um, I promise that this is confirmation. You must have been in my conversation with God <laughs> this week. Amen. Because I had to just really have a real conversation when, about who I am and am I willing to say yes before God even asked me, right? And I was like, wow, God, that's, kind of, that's powerful. And it's scary because my yes contingent upon, I don't know what he's going to ask, mm -hmm. but that's true surrender. Yeah. And so I had to really even like, okay, Marcia, yeah, I, I've walked with Christ for a long time. And I don't know if it was you or Pastor Alex that said on Saturday, we, they should know us by our fruit, mm -hmm. you know, not just lip service, not because I know scriptures or because I know how to pray or whatever, yes. but there should be something tangible that people see that identify, okay, I know that you know the Lord, right? And so I really just, all this for, for, for since even before Saturday, God had really been dealing with me about, I need you to get real. I need you to get real about who you are where you are and who I want you to be. And it was a get real. And, and even on Saturday, I had not listened to, I came in cause I was on my lunch. So I only came in at the last part, but what I heard was so powerful for me as far as God just saying that, especially for a lot of us Christians who walked with him for a long time. I really believe that it's, it's, it, there's no, it, it's, there's no timeout either we're going to be who Christ says we are. Either we're going to believe his word and we're going to confess his word yeah. or, um, it, it or we're not. And if we, and if we're not, there are consequences that come with that. Right. You know, and I'm like, okay, you know, at first it was scary really thinking about that. But at the same time, I think about how God has been so merciful yeah. and has, and how he's been so great and his grace upon my life and i'm sure a lot of our lives mm -hmm. and how we do take it you know i have to be honest like lord i've taken it for granted you know i even had to be honest but like god you know what just even in the pandemic i had to really get real and be like i have i didn't want for nothing right I had to get real about, you know, yes, so many people were going through so many things and so many lost and God had to remind me, but what did you lose? Mm. And so I had, so it's just, it's this such confirmation about, I just said, God stripped me, you know, let me, and just really, I had took the time to God, if there's things that I have not confessed because they're so deep down, uproot them. 
you know? So I can be able to, whether it's reach my family, you know, whether it's reach my team, the team that I have, whether it's to reach my, my colleagues or my manager, but to really put, to really be in a place where I can be effective because there are people who need Christ and I need to be all that Christ wants me to be so that I can affect them. So yeah, just want to say this, just confirmation with, with my personal conversations. Amen. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's one of the things that I need you guys to, to know. And it is um, from all of our, from all of us leadership It's very important that you know what the word says. It's, it's critical guys. And that's why, um, if you notice, I, I'm, it is, it is very important for me to give you biblical interpretation to go over something that may, you may not have known, like for instance, because really that prayer was everywhere. And I was like, D -d 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 why is everybody praying this? This is not your prayer. This is God's answer. <laughs> like it is an answer. But if you don't know that, and that's okay, because I, like I said, when I was young, I, I thought this was the prayer because that's what they said. Pray this prayer. So I'm praying God's answer. But when you, right, when you begin to study and you realize, wait a minute, this is what God wants, how God wants to answer. But there's a requirement to this answer. It's not just the humble pray. It started with Solomon's obedience. It started with his cry to the Lord, asking and standing in the gap for people and so on. And then people who didn't even know the Lord. So that he was like, your name is too great. That even those who don't know you, they call on that name. <laughs> Hear them too. That before we were thought of, we were thought of. That's why I always say, this word is about you. And you need to understand God desires to hear from heaven. He desires to give us his attention. But you cannot ask for God to give what you won't give back. You can't keep asking God for to do the big things and you won't even be consistent to doing the little things. Me too. Hear me. I always tell y'all, I'm talking to me too. It's not a y'all, it's us, Right? But this year, the stakes are higher because he needs the church to awaken and rise up. That's y'all, that's me, that's us. And so us being clear about what the word is saying, what it's not saying, us having the proper context, understanding, um, you know, um, even the, the, the um, um, I'm, 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 I'm trying not to get all hermeneutical. <laughs> But us even understanding, you know, the times, the seasons, the, you know, the, the geographical locations, things like that. I don't just tell you backstories just to be telling. I need you to know where we are. And so often when I was young, people would say, oh, well, you know the story. And I'd be like, I don't know what they're talking about. And no one ever stopped to tell us the story. But we, we here are going to teach you line upon line, right, so that you know exactly what is being said and that we're growing together because we need to become an army of, of biblical, uh, biblically based people and stop just resting on ministry and I can, I can sing and, and speak in tongues. Amen. But if you ain't got no word, none of that don't mean nothing. God bless you. So anyone else, any questions, comments, or concerns? Anyone else? Y'all are quiet tonight. It's okay. It's okay give anybody 
Whitney, you're scratching your head. You all right? What is it? Oh, God. <laughs> Pastor Alex, anything you want to say? No, I, I mean, again, yeah. I, think, I think all of us are just getting an opportunity to digest this. But, you know, I was sitting there as uh, Pastor Kai was sharing um, certain things that, that she spoke about. You know, when you really think about consecration. Oh, you know, it's, don't say that. That's right. Oh, okay. Keep he uh, don't even know. I love him. You always confirm the word. Keep yeah. going, keep going. Okay, keep. so. He can say it. I'll, no, but don't say it. Okay, I won't say that. Say I will. I will say this. I will say this. As as believers, we're watching God do something very specific, and what He's doing specifically in this hour is that He's pulling back the sheets. And this is what you have to understand: the reason why God pulls back the sheets so that no one mm -hmm. has the excuse about trying to be undercover. Because the fact of the matter Wait. is, that. I tell you all the time, this is why he's my pastor. Look, everybody has that. You got to let him pause on that one, Pastor. That's why he's my pastor. More than these bosses. Say it again. Can you say it again? But the reason. Malcolm, type that. Because Malcolm need it again. Go ahead. The, the reason, reason why. The reason why God is allowing us to pulling see back the sheets. pulling okay. back the sheets is that we need to understand we can no longer think we can be undercover. Man. It, it, it doesn't exist no more, especially now. Especially now. Because the reason why. You know, we have such an amazing God is because he gives us mm. a clear understanding that everything that takes place, including a pandemic, including crises, is all seasonal. Mm. And the thing about seasons is that you have to know how seasons operate. Yeah. Because when you understand how it operates, then you don't let it consume you because it eventually ends. Mm. And this is why, as, as a body of believers, we have to understand and fully grasp the word of God. We have been gifted to have the type of teachers we have in this ministry, mm. the type of prayer warriors we have in this ministry. Yes, Marcia, you will know them by their fruit. If they're talking oranges and they can't give you a glass of orange mm. juice, question everything about their lives mm. because we have to stop giving people passes when we actually giving them death certificates who are you did you type that malcolm wait say that again it's it's a real time oh, we are in a real season and we can't put a blinded eye to what we actually see. Yeah. Because once you come to an understanding of something, you are now responsible for it. This is why the word of God is so powerful. Woo! This is why the word of God can only be given for those who have an ear to hear. Let them, separation, let them hear. That's right. But please understand, once you hear, yeah. now you are accountable. So how do we stay in tune? Make sure we keep hearing. Once and twice a week is not going to cut it. Mm. When there's prayer time, please make sure you're there. Man. Every opportunity that God gives us to gain access to him, and we put whatever we're putting in front of it, what we're saying is, today, I don't want to hear you. Mm. He come with it, baby. And this is, this, is, this is why there's something stirring up in me because of the word of God. What's happening with the word? And once I hear it, I have to make an immediate response to it.
Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.